0: The judge had had it with Liana Wolk and Owen Marshall.
1: You could just hear it in his voice that he's just going, I don't know why these people are wasting my time. He was like, Something fishy's happening.
0: Liana and Owen had definitely had it with the judge. This was the second time they were appearing in front of him asking for a divorce. He denied the couple a month earlier. When he'd peppered them with what seemed like patronizing.
1: What assets do you own together? What
2: grounds are you asking for this
1: divorce? And prying questions.
0: Are you going to continue to live together? Will you
1: continue to have intimate relations with each other?
2: After that intimate relations question, I just blacked out, really. I just was so furious that we were being asked such personal questions over something that was really none of his business.
0: Now, here they stood. Worried he'd deny them again. Owen looked across the courtroom to Liana, whose eyes were filled with panic. She steadied herself and leaned into her microphone.
1: Well, frankly, we're doing this because Owen's health care is not affordable.
0: Today, the Obamacare policy that pushed one couple to file for divorce. From the studio at the Leonard Davis Institute at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gorenstein. This is Tradeoffs. Before Liana and Owen got divorced, they got married.
2: We got married in Peru. Maine, Peru Maine.
0: Owen is a professional musician, and their May 2019 wedding doubled as a music festival at the farmhouse that they'd rented.
2: Irish music was being played. Multiple locations. I think some friends were playing some Quebecois music. <laughs> there was this dingy sauna as part of it, and then three people packed in there and were playing uh, a bunch of like Swedish music.
0: At the end of that summer, Liana landed a full-time job teaching English as a second language to adults. She was thrilled, and it came with health insurance. Great timing. Owen was recovering from a hand injury that had kept him out of work for a few months. The need for good health coverage was more obvious than ever. But when Liana called HR to sign them both up, her wonderful news turned bizarre. We
2: were going to have to pay over $16,000 a year in premiums.
0: The couple was shocked. $16,000 was at least 20% of their household income. Liana and Owen didn't know it at the time, but under the Affordable Care Act, if premiums go over about ten percent, you can get federal assistance to buy a plan off of an ACA exchange. So the two figured Liana would get insurance through work, which for just her would only be about fifteen hundred bucks a year in premiums, and Owen would stay on the ACA exchange. This way, they'd save at least ten grand. Problem solved.
2: I was like, phew, well, this safety net's here. Great. I can just go back to this. I've already met my deductible, and we'll just continue along.
0: Liana called healthcare.gov to get Owen back on an ACA plan.
1: The person I talked to said he lost all of his subsidies.
0: Why would Owen no longer qualify for federal financial help? Liana's work plan would cost more than 10% of their income. So would an exchange plan without any federal aid? None of this was making any sense. Late one night, after days of headbanging phone calls, Liana pulled out her computer.
1: I just Googled like a string of keywords that were like spouse, employer, health insurance, not affordable, Affordable Care Act. Like it was just like the most keywords I've ever Googled.
0: As she read, her eyes lit up.
1: Oh my god, this is what's going on. We fit into this category.
0: Leaning over her laptop just three months into their marriage, the puzzle pieces started to fall into place. Owen couldn't get ACA subsidies because Liana, now his spouse, had been offered an individual insurance plan that fell under the 10% income threshold. Back in 2013, the Obama administration had made a major decision about spouses and dependents of workers who were offered individual plans under 10% those family members were blocked from getting any federal assistance with their premiums, regardless of how expensive a family plan was. In other words, an affordable plan for an employee like Liana's could be a roadblock to getting a spouse or kid covered too. That night, the couple learned Owen had joined an exclusive club. One of about 5 million people in the country stuck in something health policy people actually call the family glitch. They were stunned. Just like a gut punch of
2: like, what's happening? What are we going to do? Just totally overwhelmed.
0: If Owen had had any thought of going uninsured... Re-injuring his hand a week after learning about the glitch quickly changed his mind. Going from Obamacare with subsidies to Obamacare without subsidies, Owens' premiums jumped more than 1,000%, 40 bucks a month to over 400 The couple was lucky. They could take the financial hit for a few months. In January, though, his premiums climbed to over $500. The newlyweds' choice was clear. And heartbreaking
2: we're just blowing through this money for no reason other than this stupid piece of paper that says we're married it was just like so frustrating and demoralizing and dehumanizing
1: <laughs> we just didn't see any other options
0: liana and owen realized they could only live the life they wanted together if they got a divorce A painful decision for sure, but one that even their skeptical judge accepted once they walked the judge through the family glitch.
2: He said, uh, we've made you jump through a lot of hoops and uh, I apologize for that and I'm willing to continue this farce. Uh, His exact words that he said, uh, I'm willing to continue this farce and grant you a divorce.
0: Owen and Liana held hands as they left the courthouse about a year after getting married. The newly divorced couple celebrated by picking up a fancy takeout lunch. Before they ate, there was one last thing to do.
2: We got home and I immediately called healthcare.gov and reported a life change. And no questions asked, no proof of divorce anything. Just said, what happened? Oh, I, I had a divorce. Oh, okay and my plan dropped back down to $40 a month or something immediately, immediately.
0: When we come back, the Biden administration's plan to fix the glitch, and why it won't be a fix for everyone. Welcome back. For Liana Wolk and Owen Marshall, divorce was their way out of the family glitch. Some of the five million people caught in this predicament have decided to go without health insurance. Others have gone without coverage for themselves, but purchased plans for their kids. Tough choices that the Biden administration hopes to make a thing of the past by fixing the glitch. It's wonky, it's about the law, and we needed some help.
3: The family glitch is something I've been following for many, many years.
0: So we called up Katie
3: Keith. I am the director of the Health Policy and the Law Initiative at the O'Neill Institute for National and Global Health Law at Georgetown University Law Center. It is the longest title possible. (laughs) Katie
0: also writes about all things ACA for the policy journal Health Affairs, Katie says Congress was clear when Obamacare passed. People who could get affordable
3: coverage through work should get coverage at work, not on the government exchange. The government was not going to subsidize folks who wanted to move away from job-based coverage.
0: What was less clear was what should happen to people like Owen, someone whose family member had affordable employer coverage, but covering the whole family would run more than 10% of their annual income. Some argued if family coverage was more than 10%, family members should be eligible for federal help. This was Katie's view, along with some health law experts, certain members of Congress, unions, and advocates. The IRS saw it differently.
3: The Obama administration's IRS said, we think our hands are tied. Whatever the the employee is offered, that's going to extend to the whole family. Um, We're not going to look at the cost of family coverage at all when we determine whether you're eligible. Surprised the Obama
0: administration would make it harder for people like Owen to get affordable insurance? politics played a role. Letting more people get federal aid would have increased the bill's price tag. Plus, the administration was sensitive to anything in the law that would seem to undermine employer-based coverage. To people in Katie's camp, the family glitch has always seemed unfair.
3: If the goal of the ACA is to say we want people to have good, affordable health insurance coverage, And then we have this interpretation that leaves, you know, anywhere from 4.8 to 5.1 million people out, primarily kids and women. That is, to me, sort of reeks of being inconsistent.
0: President Biden announced plans this April to fix the glitch.
4: Starting next year, working families in America will get the help they need to afford full family coverage.
0: Everyone in the family. At a basic level, Katie, I understand that the Biden administration wants to help people like Owen, who's been left out of the ACA's promise for more affordable coverage. You've talked to the administration about this, and they, they even cite your work in their proposal. How how would this
3: change things for
0: people like Owen and Liana?
3: For people like Owen and Liana, you know, what this would do beginning in 2023, if it's finalized, would be be to say, we're going to look at your costs as a family instead of just Liana's costs. We're going to say, how much would it actually cost to cover you as a couple or you as a family? And we're going to account for that. And so, you know, in this case, um, Owen would no longer be barred from getting premium tax credits. The, the sort of offer that uh, Leona has from her employer would no longer bar him from getting the subsidies that he's, you know,
0: needed to get. Estimates from the Kaiser Family Foundation and Urban Institute say there are about 5 million people caught in the glitch, uh, mostly women and kids. The White House says with their fix, I think about a million people would get cheaper coverage and 200,000 would get insurance for the first time. Why is this going to help so few people?
3: I think there's three primary reasons that might limit the overall impact of this policy. The first one is not everyone who falls in this family glitch right now will necessarily save money. It could actually be cheaper overall to stick with your family plan and not, you know, pay two premiums or two deductibles. I think the second reason is some families are just not going to want to deal with the hassle of having different family members on different provider networks, different drug formularies. Um, it can get really complicated for families. The Third is outreach and awareness, if you will. Some families might not even know this is an option. So, Katie, you're saying for some of these
0: 5 million folks, this won't actually make coverage cheaper. And even for those who could save money, the hassle of it could keep them from
3: taking advantage frankly, it's because of how complicated our health insurance system is. But I keep going to how important I think it is for families to at least have the choice. Because right now, you are sort of locked into that job-based coverage. And this isn't even an option for the you know million or 1.2 million people who this would benefit.
0: And, and so let's zoom in on, uh, on that, Katie. Like, who... Who are those 1 to 1.2 million people are they folks like Owen you know artists other musicians like wh- what what do we know about the group most likely to benefit here
3: so we don't fully know who the 1.2 million folks would be right but we do have some information about the the universe of the 5 million Kaiser Family Foundation puts some good data behind this it tends to be employers with 200 employees or less those in the service industry Agriculture, mining, and construction. So you could see, you know, a disproportionate benefit to uh, family members of with workers in those types of industries. Researchers estimate
0: a family of four making fifty-three thousand dollars a year could save anywhere from twenty-three hundred to forty-one hundred in premiums. That's every year. But fixing the family glitch has its critics, mostly on the conservative side. And they point to a 2020 Congressional Budget Office analysis showing all these extra subsidies would cost the government $45 billion over 10 years. Um, So this would definitely cost more money, there's no doubt. Um, And the critics argue uh, that it's better to keep people in private coverage, not push them into public coverage. What what do you say to that critique?
3: Yeah, I, I think in general, the... The critics I have seen of this Policy fix um, are critics of the Affordable Care Act in general. I just keep going back to the impact on children and, and women and um, families with low income workers. So, I, you know, the the response to we shouldn't be spending more money, I, I think we shouldn't be asking people to pay 16% of their income towards premiums.
0: And and, and I guess I, I'm w- with that question, I'm trying to get us to, to really think through uh, the pros and cons of the family glitch fix, right? Primarily, low income people are going to have more affordable insurance or insurance for the first time. So that's the upside. And there's a cost to that that will be borne out by the taxpayer. Is that effectively the trade-off? Are there more trade-offs to consider here, Katie?
3: I think that's the major trade-off. Of course, it will cost more. I think from a policy perspective, right, it could make it really messy for families. It is adding a level of complexity, I think there's some people who would want the Biden administration to go even further and allow the employee to come into the marketplace with their family. At the same time, I think this is the most significant thing they, that the Biden administration could do on its own to extend affordable coverage. So yes, it will cost more, but I think it's important to sort of have this option for family members in particular. Final question, Katie. What happens next? Comments on the... This proposed rule are due on June 6th. Uh, So get in your comments now if you oppose or approve or whatever you want to say. And then assuming the Biden administration finalizes this, they, they indicated that it would be finalized sometime this year and would go into effect for the 2023 plan year. I say that to emphasize there's no immediate relief for families. But what would happen is when you start the open enrollment process in November of this year for coverage next year that's when you would start to see the benefits of fixing the family glitch.
0: Katie, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on trade-offs. Thank you. Liana Walk and Owen Marshall are still divorced, but things are going well. Owen is back performing. They're expecting the first kid in July, but it's also been weird. Friends said they should throw a divorce party. Liana's mom kidded Owen about his ex-wife.
1: I yelled at her a few times. I said, you're joking about it, but it's actually really upsetting. Like, it's upsetting to us to just be reminded of it that way.
0: And it's made them think twice about marriage. They started warning friends who get engaged.
1: We've told them, you should check this out and make sure this isn't going to happen to you before you sign that marriage license. Have your awesome
2: wedding. Yeah. But maybe forget to file the paperwork.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Liana and Owen are happy the Biden administration is trying to fix the glitch. It's a relief, Liana says, to think other people wouldn't have to do what they did. As for them, maybe they'll get married again, she says, someday, or maybe not. I'm Dan Gornstein. This is Trade-Offs. When it comes to taking care of pregnant people, the U.S. has a problem. Every year, about 700 women die, a number that keeps going up. Research shows that more than half of these deaths are preventable and that low income women of color are particularly vulnerable. The Biden administration has made it easier for states to increase Medicaid coverage for pregnant people from 60 days. To one year. This
1: policy is significant. Is it enough alone? No. But it is definitely the must-have.
0: Next time on Trade-Offs, trying to reduce the nation's high rate of maternal mortality.
4: If you enjoyed today's episode of Trade-Offs, don't keep it to yourself. Tell someone else about it. Friend, colleague, family member. Better still, leave a rating or a review wherever you subscribe to us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. All those reviews help others find us. The Trade-Offs team is producers Ryan Levy and Andrea Perdomo, editor Kate Cahan, executive director Jessica Silverman, senior health policy editor Sarah Thomas, sound designer Andrew Perella, executive editor Dan Gorenstein, and senior producer Leslie Walker. The Trade-Offs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this episode from Blue Dot Sessions, Copley Street, Jenna Moynihan and Myrie Chambol and Epidemic Sound. Trade-offs coverage of healthcare costs is supported in part by Arnold Ventures and West Health. Additional thanks to Emily G. and Matthew Butkins. Thanks also to all our listeners who helped to support our work, including Mary Beth Gilbert, Tom Baker, Alika Gurrell, and Bianca Frogner. Tradeoffs is supported by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Arnold Ventures, West Health, the SCAN Foundation, the Better Care Playbook, the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics at the University of Pennsylvania, the Sozose Foundation, and the National Institute for Healthcare Management Foundation. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders.